Welcome to Hallel Fellowship, found on the internet at hallel.info. That's H-A-L-L-E-L dot I-N-F-O. We hope you are encouraged by the following recorded Bible study to look deeper into every word that proceeds from the mouth of God and how they were lived out in the life of Yeshua HaMashiach, often called Jesus the Christ. I'm going to be focusing my attention upon, or my talk today, upon two components discussed in these Torah portion uh, and the Haftor, or the, the, the Apostolic Writings too. Um, in the first topic, we're focusing a bit upon the comparison between Abraham and David in the purchase of the land, not the Haftor portion that was read today. It was actually a different Haftor portion, which was not part of this one. So this week's Torah portion, we'll discuss it a little bit later. And that'll be the first one to talk about. After that, I'll be discussing a little bit of comparison between uh, Ruth, Rebecca, and the one at the well. Part two shouldn't be too bad, but I'll, I'll try to be quick. Part two is more of an understanding of three women. Our story covers a little bit about Rivka, Rebecca, sorry. Rivka is easier for me to write. It's less, word, less letters. And then you have um, a Ruth. Our story doesn't cover Ruth, but the topic is covered in Ruth. And then Horace, the, the, the well lady. I'll put well because it doesn't give her name. The well lady. <laughs> She's well, right? All right. So there's a few details about here. We'll cover a few real, real quick, some comparison with these three ladies. All right. Um, same with Abraham. Same thing with, with these three. They're both from foreign lands. I'll put F for foreign lands. Land, foreign land, foreign land. So, well, the well ladies are foreign land? Yes. Oops, Samaritan. Says so foreign land. We well, is that part of Judah? It sorta, of, sorta of not. She's a foreigner in Judah, in Israel territory. The northern Israel territory. It's actually technically foreigner by by biology. She's a foreigner, so it's still classified the for, the foreign person. If not, in Samaria, Samaria is not technically part of Judah anymore. It's kind of a separate. Rome had separated it out as well. Um, Rivka, of course, uh, is related through uh, related to. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so a relative. Uh, Ruth's also relative. And then in the well lady, there's no, no relation except what she says. She says, our father, Jacob. Biologically, she's not related, but she takes claim to relation. So even though she's not related because she takes claim as a relative, she's just being a relative. I'm doing that on purpose too. So they, they, they're all relatives. Now, the one with the well by choice, Rivka and Ruth by biology. Um, let's see here. We have, what was that? Uh, yes, Ruth is a son of Moab. Moab is a son of Lot. Lot was Abraham's nephew. So Ruth is also by biology. Does that make sense? They're all by biology. Um, in this case, Rivka. Her whole family line worships foreign gods. I'll put that foreign F for foreign. Ruth from Moabite also worships foreign gods. And of course, the well woman claims to worship the same god, although even Messiah points out, you guys don't know what you're worshiping. You have no clue what you're, what you're doing. So she'll, we will give her um, the, 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 the credit or the honor of same god. Same though one argue, could argue that is totally debatable whether it's the same God or not. She had no clue what she's worshiping. We, if, if I worship God and say, I worship God and I go and bow down my Christmas tree, <laughs> I can claim I'm worshiping God, but 
I really have no clue what I'm doing, do I? Right? I'm I'm foolish. So I will. I'm giving her the honor of saying same God close enough, even though she doesn't know what she's doing, what, why she's doing it. What I want to find so the interesting, some more interesting parts. Um, let's see here. In this instance, uh, there's a lot of stuff here. So we have Rivka's character is kindness, kindness. Uh, Ruth is kindness, by the way, to Eliezer, Abraham's uh, uh, servant. Ruth's character was kindness to Naomi, not Naomi Gossip, the other one. And then uh, there's also uh, the well lady's kindness was, of course, to kindness to Messiah. Well, at least, I don't know if she actually gave him water or not. He asked for water. I don't think she actually physically gave it to him. Maybe she did. I'm not sure. I'm going to assume she did. Maybe she just forgot. <laughs> she may have forgot. So I'm not sure if she gave water, but I'm going to assume she did. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt here. Um, now, in this instance, when, when, when the kindness was given, given to, he showed kindness, Rivka actually gets blessed by Eliezer. He gives her stuff. So blessed by big guy E. And, and uh, Ruth, of course, uh, she's blessed <laughs> by big guy B, known as Boaz. And of course, with the well is blessed. Oops, that's E. Asked by the big I am, that was Messiah. <laughs> all right, so they all get blessed in this kindness they have. Uh, now they also have interesting that Rivka, when she the opportunity of telling, hey, let's go, let's go to this, you know, this other other place, uh, other other place. She gets permission, seeks permission, I'm gonna read permission from Laban and her father. Uh, and then in the case of Ruth, uh, in this case, she doesn't ask. Uh, she, sorry, she gets permission. Uh, from actually a relative. She actually goes ask, asks Naomi, hey, is this the right thing to do? So gets permission from a relative in this case, Naomi. Because you know, Boaz is like, hey, you know, you want to do this or not? <laughs> they say, hey, this is how we're gonna do this. We're, we're gonna make this happen for Naomi and Ruth. In the case of the well lady, she gets permission from a from, sought permission or sought uh, 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 understanding or, or confirmation from her relatives in her in, in her city. In, in that 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 town of Samaria, so they all get these the, the different scenarios. We're going through these comparisons on a reason because I'm going to point out the 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 the, uh, the bell rigger for them. And the case, and let's see, we have yes, more to this. <clears throat> this part is interesting too. So, in case of Rivka, it's for marriage. That's the topic. In case of Ruth is also for marriage. In case of Lily, it's not for marriage. It's the fact that she's unmarried. It's still topic of topic of marriage. Is still the topic. It's an unmarried. Yeah, she should be. The topic of marriage is in all three of the stories. All right, they're still they're still still still, still, still uh, relevant. Now, in this case, in Rivka's in Rivka's case, she abandons her past, abandons Laban and Aram, that the whole culture will also pass. She abandons. She said, "Forget you. I'm taking off. You know, give me five minutes, to grab my stuff, and I'll be on. I'll be on the camel in a minute." Right. In the case of Ruth, she also abandons her past, Moab, that is the gods of Moab. In the case of the well lady, it, it's not so much that she abandoned her past, that God Messiah is telling her, abandon your past. Stop marrying this guy. You're not married. Stop living with the guy you're married to, right? So <laughs> she's asked to or told to abandon your past. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing, right? That's the whole point. She's being told to. Your past is not good for you. Get rid of it. The topic's still being, still being, being discussed. Now, in the blessing these women get, in the case of these two, Rivka and Ruth, when they go through this process, at the very end, when they're dead, long after they're dead, they both get a blessing. The blessing is Messiah comes from them. So mothers oops, of Messiah. The well lady, she's not a mother of Messiah. 
she gets to talk to Messiah. <laughs> Who would not want to talk to Messiah? I'm just saying, right? Uh, Messiah. So they both, all three of them get blessings for different, different capacities. So I want to point out, so we have these great similarities, and there's a few others too. I'm like the, the, the all three women. Yeah, I get that. There's a few other deals. There's, there's the, you know, the Rivka, the well lady, all, all both have wells in their story. Ruth doesn't, but there's some similarities and differences. We're not covering all the differences, not covering all similarities, just getting a few, a few uh, flavor or concepts of what's being, what's being discussed here. Um, in this case, so we have these three women, we have certain similarities in their stories. And when I ask myself when there's similarities, a story, there's a reason when there's a similarity in the story. I've heard the story before. Go find out where I've heard it before and why has God pointed them out. So I have these two women with, with similarities in their stories, not identical, but there's certain similarities and there's enough of them. This is okay. Yeah, this is, this is not a coincidence. There's a reason there's enough information here that's similar. I should pay attention to what's going on here. I'm supposed to learn something from it. Yeah, so what am I supposed to learn? Well, in the case of all three of them, Messiah is their end story. Messiah is the end of both of all three women's stories. All right. In the case of Rebecca, Rivka, and Ruth, we know their story ends because Messiah is always born. They are the mothers, or they become the mothers, of course. Many generations later, Messiah is born from them. And the well lady, she actually talked to Messiah directly. That's her story. She she points out to her fellow uh, people in her town, her relatives, and who lives there that uh, hey. This guy told me everything I've ever done. He mentioned one thing, and she got the whole impression he knows everything about her, which is quite impressive, actually. And, and not only that, the people of her town say, wait a minute, uh, this is fascinating that we believed in him when you told us. Now we believe him directly because he told us. That's, that's enough for him to say, hey, uh, uh, wow, not only did we believe on just because of what you told us, this little, the, the well lady, what the well lady said, I, they believed. But then after their own interaction with him for a couple of days, they believed too for their own interaction. So her, her message actually spread very quickly just by her own comments. So I want to point out for these three women, for different capacities, different reasons, they all prevail over their pasts or they all have their issues with their pasts. And the first two, Rivka and Ruth, are told to, are, they by choice abandon their past, their past foreign gods. And the well lady, she's supposed to abandon her past. The, hey, your past marriage issue, problems, struggles, abandon that. I, I, I'm being more compassionate to the well lady because I don't know enough information about her. I'm giving her some a little more grace here when it comes to saying she worshiped the same God. Okay, I'm assuming she did, either she understood or not. I'm giving her relative status because she said so, as opposed to by her choice, she's choosing to, as opposed to biology, biological relative status. So there's some, 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 some grace in giving on the, on, on the well lady side, but that's okay. I think that's, that's, that's not unreasonable because the way the text is re- being written, it's, it's implied that that's not an unreasonable uh, understanding, at least how I see it. So in this instance, all who would have a particular characteristic that is of their own. Their, this is their own characteristic. Nothing's going to give to them or put upon them, but they have with them. That characteristic is kindness across the board, right? That's what this this part that they come with. They they come to the table with their own natural kindness. They have, and in the case of these two, and I'm willing to bet this well lady probably also hopefully fixed her problem with her the guy she was sleeping with. Um, God willing, she did. 
hopefully I'm going to give her credit, assuming she abandoned her past eventually at some point in time does too. But their willingness, their willingness, they're just plain willingness to abandon it all. Even if she, even though they didn't finally do so, it implies she kind of may have or may have wanted to at some point in time. I'm, I'm giving the benefit of doubt, assuming she did. So the kindness they all have, and they seem to have a willingness. Obviously, Rivka and Ruth do. That's a dead given. They have willingness. Willingness to abandon their past. And well, they're just being told to abandon her past. So this characteristic is not something that is given by Messiah, not something that is given by their parents, not something that is given by some personal life experience. This is theirs. They own that. They don't have control over the relatives. They don't have control over what gods they were raised up with as little girls. Um, and, they don't, and they don't have control over who blesses them necessarily, just some random guy blessing them. But they do have control over their kindness to strangers. Actually, to be fair, Ruth's kindness was both to Naomi as well as to Boaz. But there, there's a lot of kindness that she, that she showed. But kindness to others, I should say strangers, we call it others, we're more, 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 more broad. Kindness to others, which is Abraham's characteristic, characteristic trait, kindness to others, and willing to abandon their pasts. These characters, this kindness and the Bennett Pass is a character they come with. I want to point that out to you because guess what they got out of it? In this instance, they got Messiah as their blessing. What does that tell me? Well, that's interesting. So it tells me that kindness and willingness to abandon my crazy, weird, messed up past, because all of them have a crazy, crazy weird, messed up pasts, by, by the way. We have lots of foreign gods going on here. Remember Laban is gods with old Rachel and Leah later on. Ruth, Rebecca, Rebecca Rivka grew up with those. Um, Ruth, Naomi tells her, go back to your gods. And she says, no, you are my god. Your, your, your god is my god. There's, I'm, not, I'm not going back. And of course, well, they told Ben, and you're, 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 you know better. Stop sleeping around with this guy you're not married to. And so she's hopefully... When she confesses to her her neighbors, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm assuming she's she she got that message from him because he he's pointing it out to her. This kindness and this abandoned past has nothing to do with their righteousness. It's not well they're obedient to the Torah. No, well they're 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 following God's way. No, it's their faith. No, what is it? It's them. This characteristic behavior of kindness and the character behavior of willing to abandon their past, it got them something. It got all through three women, the Messiah. So what does it tell me? Well, it tells me the same thing that the prophets tell me. God is just plain really kind. <laughs> He's really forgiving. He's really just likes people. <laughs> and that these characteristics alone were sufficient to say, great, ladies, here's a Messiah. He's yours. That's awesome. All right? That is awesome. It doesn't matter if I'm a relative or, or, or by, by, by biology or by choice. It doesn't matter if I'm a foreigner by choice or by reality. It doesn't matter if, 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 if who my relatives are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who my past is or isn't. It doesn't matter. If I'm willing to say, okay, forget all this other stuff and focus my personal life attention upon the one thing that I've got that's mine consists of kindness and willingness to abandon my past, I get Messiah. He's mine. Score. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't need everything 
not that the Torah isn't important or wrong, but I don't need all those things in order to get Messiah. These characteristics alone can get me Messiah. It got them Messiah, and God teaches through story. He teaches through example. Here are three women's examples of my pasts, of my history, of whatever it was. He doesn't care as long as I'm willing to throw that away. It doesn't matter to him anymore. If I'm willing to show kindness to strangers, as well as to relatives too, Ruth had relatives, but Boaz was a stranger, show kindness to these people, and I'm willing to abandon my past, I got it. Messiah's mine. It's actually a beautiful story in these women's stories. I think they're pretty awesome. It gives me a perspective when God, Messiah was pointing out that he does what the Father has shown him to do. Well, what does the Father show him to do? Well, through stories alone, I would say the Father showed these women kindness and willing to abandon your past. You got it. That's what it takes. Now, is there more? Of course, there's always more. There's blessings, there's details, there's ways of life. There's more. If I can get those two things down, I get Messiah. And Messiah, of course, is an, an embodiment of God's behavior of God. So I get God. I'm going to conclude this with back to my Abraham story with, and David. So I have to pay the full price with Abraham and David, right? That's, hey, my guilt, my screw up, my life, right? Pay full price, death. Now, that's my body death, not saying spiritual death. But through Abraham, put back up here, a, I'm going to abbreviate, Dave. Abraham and Dave. <laughs> um, in these two, two men's case, I started out with this by saying, hey, in these two men, it was pretty boiled down the fact that I've got guilt and it's going to cost me, it's my own guilt. So it costs me a full price for it, which is death. But that full price, as long as I, I get to pay full price, it will, I will die, guaranteed. I'm flesh and blood. I'm going to die. There's no way I get around that one. I'm going to, I'm going to die from it. But that death, what do I get at the end of it? My goal was to go on David's side, which is rest with God when I pay full price. I'm going to temporarily go to Sarah's side, hopefully just temporary, with his death in a cave. But these three women, Ruth, Rivka, and, and the well lady, demonstrate kindness and willingness to abandon my past gets me Messiah. Well, getting Messiah gives me because I brought over here earlier, my intercessor was Yeshua, Yeshua, between this cave death thing and you know God's rest thing. If I have kindness and a willingness to abandon my messed up, ungodly, weird, crazy, sinful past, these were three women did, and I show kindness to others, those two elements alone got all three women Messiah. All three of them got him. So with those behavioral traits, I can get in too. That I can go from this death cave thing that Sarah's going to hang out in for a while. So is Abraham, and so is Isaac, and so is Leah and such. I can get Messiah also, in which case, guess what? I get to go over here where David purchased the rest of God, God's rest. It, it doesn't necessarily take perfection. It doesn't take doing everything exactly the way God wanted it done. I'd say you shouldn't. Mind you, just by that, these simple things are even sufficient enough. The simple tasks, one is to abandon my crazy past, don't do it anymore, no more foreign gods, no more foreign behaviors, no more sexual misconduct problems, stop those things, and my kindness to strangers, that alone represents Messiah's blessing. It's quite impressive. So I, would, I have my guilt, 
Ladies have the guilt too. I'm the cause. It's all me. <laughs> Death is the solution. When I go this route to the cave, I'm going to die. But in the case of David, he pointed, God has a, a cave too. It's called a temple of everlasting life. It's like Abraham had a cave. And Yeshua is the one who got these three women to that, that side. The rest of the they got Messiah. It's his. It's his. He, he is theirs. It tells you that my behavior matters in how I treat other people. Even if I know nothing else, even if I know nothing about the Torah, nothing about Moses, my willingness to abandon my past to be kind to other people, that alone is sufficient enough, which is awesome. Any comments or questions regarding what I covered today? I know it took a little overtime. I apologize for that. I always do. I always apologize and I always take overtime. Just assume it's going to happen every time. That makes sense so far. Did I, did I lose anybody on this topic? Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I said, yeah, you lost. We can start over again. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All clear. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. We do have a question right yeah. here from Anne. Go ahead. So, I'm swallowing. One second. Give her one moment. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. No rush. Okay. So um, you said kindness. That's alone. That, that does it alone. Okay. Faith without works is dead versus works without faith is dead. And <clears throat> Okay. So Rivka had faith in action, she left her family. So that was faith with, you know, faith without works is dead. She had both faith and works, the kindness work. Okay, and then Ruth, mm -hmm. her faith, she left her, her land and followed Naomi. Um, so that was Ruth's faith working uh, with her kindness. And, and then the last one was um, the woman at the well, okay, she left her former, her former behaviors behind. That was a faith action as well. So faith without works. I mean, faith was her change of behavior. Even if it took her time, we didn't know what. But um, her kindness was also her works, but her faith was walking away from her behavior. So... <clears throat> Kindness is not alone. Faith without works is dead, or is it works without faith is dead? So that's the. <laughs> so, in the case I used, I used the example of the kindness for all three, but they also say willingness to abandon your past. What is, what is another word of saying, willingness to abandon your past? The way of saying is, I'm going to trust what I don't understand in the future. What's it before me? I don't understand. I'm going to trust it, though I don't know what it is. Because I know my past. I know what that is. I know what past. Past is what I've already lived through. I understand what past is. I exist there. That was my existence. I know what the laws are and how the behavior is, the traditions are. That's past. What is not past, we call as future. If I don't know the future, I only know my past, and I'm willing to abandon my past for what we call an unknown future. Griffith doesn't know the future. Bruce doesn't know the future. The Willie doesn't know the future. No one knows the future. But when you abandon your past means you are trusting in an unknown future. So you're trusting in this future you don't know. You don't know what future holds. You went to abandon your past, you understand it. I'm throwing your past away and I'm going to walk out literally onto nothing. It's an unknown. Well, if I trust nothing in front of me, the, the, the nothing that's there, the nothingness that exists, but I trust that, what do you call that? Well, if I have trust in what I cannot see, do not understand, do not comprehend. We, the other English word for that trust, what you don't comprehend, we call it faith. To abandon one's past 
is to have faith in the unknown future. Does that make sense? That, that, that willingness to abandon your past is the fundamental step one of going forth on faith. If I stand where I'm at, I'm still standing on the path that came to me and where it brought me. If I'm walking forward without the path, I took it away, I'm taking a step forward, and there's nothing underneath me that I know about. I'm going to trust something will show up beneath me, whatever it is. That is the, the principle of abandoning one's past is the act of faith on the future. That they're, they're, they are, what's that, what's that, that old, that dumb uh, Chinese thing, yin yang thing. The faith in the future of an unknown future is the opposing of rejection of your known past. <laughs> that's what it is. They, I know it, it's it's a yin. It's a, that's it's a principle that that one is the opposite is the opposing of the other. To transition from the known past to throw it away to the unknown future, you are walking out on faith. Faith of what? Well, faith of whatever's in front of you. All through men did that. So I may have written up here. Rejection of past, abandon your past. You could also, I could have rewritten the words. I could have chosen the words instead of abandon past because we're faith in the unknown future. It's the same thing. Does it make sense? Yeah. Okay. There's different ways of wording, different English words to word the same principle. Any comments or questions? All right. We'll uh, uh, close the prayer and turn this back over to, 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 uh, to Jeff. Sorry, Daniel. Oh, uh, go ahead. Tammy. Go ahead. It isn't so much a question, it's just a comment. I mean, you're wondering about the Samaritan woman. Um, right. Some time ago, when we were doing the Jesus of My Rabbi, we were going through the study of the Samaritan woman. And according to Christian tradition, she was at Pentecost and was baptized. And um, she, that, that, that could totally yeah. could be. And then yeah. she let or her children too. She did have children. And so, um, so she, 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 if that's a true, if tradition is correct, then she in fact did change her past. Oh, she yeah. did stop what she, she was did, doing and move forward yeah, beyond that. According to tradition, she later died a martyr's death during Nero's um, reign. As as Paul and Peter did, yeah, that could be interesting idea. Hope, hope I'm, I'm giving you the benefit of that. Just assume that's the case because she got she didn't get her name, but she got her story written in the Bible. That's pretty impressive. My story's not written in there. It's not that impressive, but she got hers in there. <laughs> so it's good for her. Hopefully, it's, it's a worthwhile story for her. All right, we'll go, we'll go to the brother. I want to God, our heavenly Father, thank you, Father, for being kind to us and showing us what is good and right in the stories you give to us, Father, the examples we have. Those examples are very valuable to us, Father, as we understand the principles that Messiah lived by. I said, he does what you've shown him. Well, these are what you showed him, Father, is what you show us. May we understand and learn them well to mimic what the righteousness is, what is important and valuable to you in your eyes. We ask you to bless us, Father, as we continue to move forward in our faith and trust in you, through our past no longer making usefulness to us, Father, but rather our future. We ask you to bless us and keep us safe. We praise in Yeshua's name. Amen. You've been listening to a discussion at Hallel Fellowship. If you would like to hear more discussions or if you have any questions, visit the website at hallel.info. That's H-A-L-L-E-L dot I-N-F-O, halal dot info.